Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. everybody it's the working fans podcast and we're gonna talk a little wrestling this week we're gonna talk some wwe draft picks we're gonna talk a little AEW, and we're gonna close the show talking about our backlash predictions for tomorrow night aj why don't we get it started i have selected a few draft picks that i'm interested in that i want your opinion on cody rhodes is going to raw cody rhodes will be in the world title situation roman reigns is going to keep doing what he did let's take a look at i thought some of the more interesting picks that we're not sure what might happen grayson waller is coming to smack down. Well, speaking of guys that are high energy, I like Grayson Waller. I know you're a fan also. I think he's got great potential as that swarmy heel. They just need to hone him. What do you think about him going to SmackDown? I think he's one of the guys that could they could strap a rocket to. I could see him in the U.S. title mix because Gunther's going to Raw, and we'll talk about that in a bit, too. So that leaves theory. Now, we know they've been building up champions, but they haven't really built up the U.S. championship. Like, Austin Theory's starting to get a rub, but not to the point where I'd be surprised to see someone take this title off it. I think Waller's the Wait, kind but you of don't guy... See that, you don't think that win against John Cena was a big rub? I think he's getting the rub, but I don't think it's one of those situations where I feel like Theory's going to not lose his title for the next year. That's what I'm saying. The funny thing is, if I had told you at the beginning of the year, Austin Theory was going to have wins against Bobby Lashley, John Cena, that he was going to hold on to the U.S. title, you would think, wow, those are a lot of big things to happen to Austin Theory. But somehow these things have managed to happen, and we still aren't looking at Austin Theory as being one of those top-tier guys. No, there's something just missing a little bit, it seems like, with Austin Theory. I like Which is incredible, because he's got a personality, Mm -hmm. he's got a body, yeah. He can work in the ring, but there just seems to be that disconnect with him. This is what I thought was interesting. It's the only free agent I'm going to talk about. Almost. And here's why. Lesnar, he's always running that free agent role, so nothing new there. Most of the other free agents look like guys we would expect to maybe get beat up, other than maybe Von Wagner. Maybe they'll do something with him. But, I think the reason why most of them are free agents is because they can be released at any time and nobody would know. But they've managed to kind of keep almost like pushed a little bit. I'm kind of wondering, do you think we're going to start to double down and really push almost as a special attraction? Or are they going to treat him like Andre the Giant? And use him as that special attraction so he can show up when he wants to, but they don't have to use him all the time because he's not on specific rosters. So you cannot have him on for like, say, four weeks. And then he all of a sudden comes down and attacks somebody and it's a big deal. Now, we'll talk our predictions later. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. But I personally think he should beat Seth Saturday. And here's why. I think you give him, he has not won a big match when it came down to it. You want this guy to be feel special. Seth is going to be Seth. He's fine. I think Seth still goes on to win the world title on Raw in the tournament and maybe beats almost in the tournament. In order for someone to be special as a giant, you have to eventually have them beat somebody. Otherwise, you just become the big show. Right. 
Absolutely. Excited to see AJ Styles and the OC on SmackDown because it's great to see AJ back. Gunther on Raw. Great new challengers probably for Gunther over there. Ripley, now that she's on Raw and Becky Lynch has stayed on Raw, I think that's interesting. But also really interesting, as I'm throwing his last name at you, Trish Stratus, who <laughs> I looked at as kind of like a special attraction, not back full time, but she was drafted to Raw. Trish Stratus, I don't know if you've been lit watching her Instagram, Twitter, or the other things that she does. She's making it sound like this is one more run. I would like to point out something else with this title, and I know this is a little off topic with what we're talking about, although it's a little on topic also. Seth Rollins 100% does not need to beat Omos. Seth Rollins is legit no matter what happens. He can come out and get squashed by Omos, and it's not going to affect him whatsoever. However, if Omos doesn't actually win this, it's going to affect him great. You mentioned the title tournament. What was the point of drafting people to both brands and then saying it's the Raw belt? If you're going to have SmackDown have people actually going against each other for a right to action to go for this title. To me, this people from SmackDown should not have any chance at this title whatsoever. Who's on SmackDown has got a shot at it? Almost a free agent. There's going to be three people wrestling huh. on SmackDown that are going to go up against the winner. They're going to have two triple threats on SmackDown. Those two face each other at the end of the show, and then one person from that show faces one person from Raw who does the same thing. Why yeah. does SmackDown have people that are even in this tournament? Yeah, I'd imagine you're going to have to explain that if they win, they're going to get drafted over. It's a little but but to me, if it's a Raw championship, right. it negates everything that we just talked about. With One more thing before we get to AEW. I do think it is also interesting that uh, Alba Fire and Issa Dawn are the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. They still hold that title. They have not been stripped of that title, and they're coming to SmackDown. Well, that didn't even make any sense, this match on Tuesday. On NXT, they had Alba Fire and Isla Dawn versus Casey Cantero and who's her partner's name? Caden Carter. Caden Carter. Sorry, their names are way too similar. But it's one of those things where everybody's been drafted. Why do you not have somebody who's actually staying on NXT going for those tag titles and dropping the titles to them? No, it doesn't make That's why I'm wondering if those titles are coming to the main roster. I mean, you had the women's championship get dropped because obviously... Obviously, she's injured and she can't defend the belt. So she leaves the belt there and then everybody comes in and they've announced what they're going to do for it. Are you just saying the tag titles don't matter? Well, I mean, Indy Hartwell is injured. So you have oh, to She's very something. injured. We saw that in the match. Even though they haven't, they didn't say anything about it at the moment. If you watch back that match, you can see her ankle bend in a way that it's not supposed to bend. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm wondering if these tag titles are actually, like maybe they're going to keep the women's tag champions on separate brands. Raquel and Liv are on Raw. Yeah, so maybe they'll turn it into SmackDown tag team titles. I mean, it's possible. NXT won't have tag titles anymore. Right. And I mean, it's interesting because the tag titles, I would say, is one of those things because of the depth of the roster, you would actually wish they were floating. Yeah, I agree. Well, all right. A couple AEW notes before we get to our backlash predictions. We can kind of actually almost tie some of this in together. Danielson had a few remarks about Brett, basically talking about how there was this legend when I was younger who said he was the best there is, best there ever will be, this arrogant legend. How could you say that you're the best ever will be? Well, I'm better than that legend. And someday I hope this little shit wheel of you is actually better than me. He said, that's the plan. We want to make people better than us. Which actually doesn't make them sound like heels at all, by the way. And Kenny Omega, as we know, is taking on Moxley in the Steel Cage match next week. We hear the rumors of CM Punk coming back. And Dax Harwood made a thing on Twitter about watch your mouth, Brian. What I'm asking is, are we getting to a point now where this is actually going to be the blow off with the Blackpool Comic Club and the Elite on Wednesday? 
And are we going to eventually now just lead into something with CM Punk and FTR possibly? That's a good question. I would like to point out something beforehand. Brian said that when he was young, there was a legend. Yeah. I would like to point out that Brian actually started wrestling before Bret Hart was fully retired. <laughs> and that there's a little bit of an actual crossover there. And that, don't forget, there's more to it. Brian Danielson technically was originally trained by uh, Shawn Michaels, who of course has that tremendous rivalry with right. Bret Hart. So there's even mm-hmm. more of a background there that... And just, hey, there was this legend back in the day that yeah. used to say he was the greatest of all time. There's a little bit more to that story. Also, this could very easily turn into CM Punk and yeah. FTR versus the Combat Club. Yeah. But once again, how interesting is that? Do they come out to save the elite? Is that how so. this starts? Are the elite getting beat down and here comes CM Punk to save the elite? Perhaps or perhaps something else happens with that. I mean, there are rumors that the elite's contracts are coming up too. Well, that's an interesting thing too, is that yeah. are these EVPs even going to be sticking around. We right. think of AEW as being started by Cody and the Box and Kenny Omega, and their contracts are coming to an end or are coming up soon. Have they done more damage to AEW than good in the long run is something that is something that needs to be discussed. And having wrestlers as EVPs, is that ever a good idea? Right. <laughs> yeah. But let's I get back know. on topic. I'm sorry. I agree with you. I think it could lead to something. I'm not one of those people that's ever going to go, oh, yeah, here comes CM Punk, because we did that for seven years, and you never know when CM Punk's actually going to show up. All right. How about a prediction? Does CM Punk come back this year in AEW? I don't think so. Wow, okay. I'm in the minority with this. I know everybody, oh, he's coming back. It's a work, whatever. CM Punk played us for seven years. I'm not not buying it. All right, here's another one. Wembley Stadium. Doing well. I think we already have 35, 40,000. Last I knew. I think think actual went on sale today, so I don't know if that's happened yet. What is your prediction? Let's just do over under right now. Do we go over 55,000? I think it's going to cap at 60, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I would like to point something out, and I don't know if we should talk about this or not. Tony Khan has got to stop acting like a petulant child. (laughs) Every time somebody says something bad about you, as a person who's owning a major wrestling organization, stop acting like a spoiled rich kid and taking your ball and going home every time somebody fucking says something about you. Stop your whining. Stop your complaining. The way he reacted to the reporter from ESPN who said that he heard that it's going to be capped off at 45,000 and that's only how many seats are available. Hey, he had his sources. He went with what he thought was correct. He went with the information. Whether he was right or not, for him, for Tony Khan to react the way he did, cussing and swearing and saying things, and he's literally acting like some spoiled rich kid who his dad gave him some money to buy something, and now he reacts however he wants to. It was lies. What a load of crap. Tell your agent, Nick Khan, to shove it up his ass. Now, I do want to point yeah. out, I, I know what you're saying. I, I, I agree most of what you I do want to point out, he had another tweet. Since you carry the credentials of a credible reporter, represent the worldwide leader. I'm just curious who was your source for this and how a reporter resort, representing ESPN tweet something about a legit news story that is blatantly wrong and easily verified as falsehood. If he had just sent out that tweet, right, where you're not telling someone to shove it up your ass and you're just kind of calling them out on it, but you're doing that in a way, I think that would have been a better representation. No, that would have been fantastic. Absolutely. Tell you your out the Nick second Khan. tweet. Now you sound like, oh, this is all Nick Khan and fuck you, and Nick Khan hasn't said shit about you. <laughs> so it's like, hey, hey, guess what? Know? Nick Khan is not going to say shit about him. It's not. <laughs> Nick it's Khan not. has it's worked hard his whole life. He's a legitimate businessman who built up to where he's at. He's not going to respond to this. 
because Tony Khan hasn't earned anything he's done so far. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, I'm sorry. In my opinion. <laughs> That's all right. I want to get to these backlash predictions anyway. I'll just add this. I don't think it's a good luck to be telling the ESPN reporter to shove it up your ass and go talk to your boy Nick Khan because I think it's better just to go, you know what? Who gives a fuck? You could have just simply said, actually, that information is incorrect. I'm not sure who your sources are, but look what we're doing. We already got it. We sell for 35, 40,000. You don't think we're going to do it? You know, you could have said something like that, and it would have been just like, okay. There's a million things that he could have said without mentioning Nick Khan and without looking like a jackass. At the end of the day, we're the Working Fans Podcast. The reason why is because we work our asses off and we're fans. At the end of the day, he's a fan who's never had to work. So, hey, you do the math. (laughs) In your opinion. (laughs) let's get the backlash predictions we got seven matches on tap here we go according to america's most trusted news source wikipedia matt riddle kevin owens and Sami Zayn versus the bloodline sakola jay uso jimmy uso it's interesting because of what's been going on with sakola and the usos i gotta think sammy owens and riddle actually pull this off and i think we get some kind of split up between sakola and the bloodline or at least tensions I think the opposite. I think that you have to give one here to the bloodline. I think they need to get something. Okay. And I don't trust Matt Riddle. Interesting. <laughs> I, think about that. I think Matt Riddle, you might be uh, see turning on the other two, and then they come to confront him, and you're going to see Randy Orton at some point. Interesting. And they're going to go for the tag titles. Actually, you know what? I'm going to agree with you about Usos and Sokoa because they do need a win. The Usos do. Anyway. Yeah. But I'm sticking with my, I think Sokoa is going to end up attacking one of the Usos, like, after the fact, though. I mean, he could, but keep in mind, at the end of the day, they are still brothers. They are. This is the order they have the matches. I doubt it is. But Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. I think Cody's got to go over in this one. Having him lose to Roman Reigns, even though, obviously, it was in spectacular fashion. Having him lose there and then having him do the job to Brock Lesnar. You might as well just pile everything on him. I agree. Rhea Ripley versus Selena Vega, which will be fun because it's in Puerto Rico. I think Vega's going to get a great response. I see the look on your face. Yes, I'm picking Rhea Ripley. Yes, I know how this is going to go down but i like that they gave us a little something here with the hometown and giving vega a little bit vega getting the better of ripley on some of these things oh absolutely she's been getting the better of her it's in her hometown we all know how well the wwe treats people in their hometown this (laughs) should go spectacular so ripley yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we both talked about this we think almost should win almost versus seth rollins well we think almost should win so (laughs) i'm gonna go my money says seth rollins is gonna pull this off <laughs> we're gonna agree on this because as much as i believe almost needs this win yeah i think seth's going over i agree however right. if you want to bury almost as a giant yeah. hey might as well just make it so that he gives him the curb stop and call today right just get him out of here all right here's an interesting one austin theory versus bobby Lashley versus bronze reed i think theory's gonna retain because I think we're still continuing to build Lashley versus Reed. I'd like to see Do you see think there's Reed any way that out. Austin Theory doesn't get the win over Reed, though? No, he's going to pin Reed. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking that it's going to be a spear from Lashley to Reed, and then Austin Theory will somehow manage to get Lashley out of the ring, and he'll get the pin. Yeah, I agree. And then an interesting matchup, the way it's been built, Io Sky versus Bianca Belair. Getting some heat there, Io, but also Bianca Belair is going over here. <laughs> It's certainly not EO's hometown, but I don't I will actually say this. Out of the two of them, I actually believe, despite the factor in Vega's home, I actually do think EO has a better chance. (laughs) Here's why I don't. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Io Shirai, I see actually getting cost in the match by her team. Oh, Bianca Belair has done a good job of stirring the pot, going, hey, these two, when I saw you, I was excited. I was like, I'm getting Io Shirai here in the WWE, but being lumped in with these two, all they've done is hold you back. Now, if they come out here and they cost her the championship here, Io's turned on people for less. I agree. I'm not going to argue with that. I think that's actually a really good prediction. We're both picking Belair, but yeah, I think maybe a little dissension with Sky and the rest of Damage Control. We shall see. Finally, in the main event, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. I'm not going to really, I think we're just going to agree on this, and I'll ask you something else. I think we're both picking Bad Bunny to win because this is what WWE does, and they realize, even though Priest is a monster, Bad Bunny doesn't have to do this. He's kind of a golden goose in the sense that, you know, he's not like Logan Paul. He's actually busting his ass out here to do the best he can and perform at a real high level and work. And it's obvious. So that being said, what I'm going to ask you is how does this match get booked in terms of like storyline? Who do you see playing a part in this? And does, because let's be realistic here, the pressure is on. Does Bad Bunny and Damian Priest deliver on this stage? So this is the toughest one to book. It's got so many moving parts in it. The crowd from Puerto Rico is going to want to see both of them. They're both of Puerto Rican heritage. They both are going to take this extremely seriously. You have to book Damian Priest still as a monster. You do. And have Bad Bunny find a way to win. Right. And I think the way he's going to find a way to win is actually by good guy chicanery from Rey Mysterio and the LWO. The difference is, is good guy chicanery is kind of, hey, look at me, kind of like Eddie Guerrero used to do compared to I'm trying to get away with it. I think that's going to have a place out. I think LWO and Rey, who've been getting bounced around by this group constantly anyway, especially the rest of the LWO, they need to get something here and it's going to be helping Bad Bunny get the win. And they're also taking the loss earlier in the night. Because there's no way Zelina Vega is going over. Right. So right. so you've already got one LWO member who's going down in the night. Well, let him come out and celebrate at the end with Bad Bunny and yeah. get your moment. And then Priest is probably going to end up beating a bunch of these guys out when they get back to whatever brand they're on now. I don't even know. But <laughs> oh, They all went together to, um, I believe it was SmackDown, which yeah. I thought was interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, they went to Raw. Though, right? Sorry. Yeah, I think they went to Raw and the other one went to SmackDown, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that Rhea Ripley was drafted by herself? Right to SmackDown. Then the rest of her group was also drafted to SmackDown. Shouldn't they have all been drafted as a group to SmackDown since all groups were drafted together, basically? It's hard to say what the fuck was supposed to be up here, but yes, I do think that... I know where you're getting with this. I do think Ripley will eventually be the one to leave Judgment Day. That she doesn't have to... Yeah, I just thought it was odd the way they did it, because all these groups were drafted together, except for Rhea Ripley. Well, that's it, man. I hope you enjoyed Backlash 